Are you ready? I'm ready. How are you feeling? Excellent. Excellent? Okay, I'm going to play my little theme song. Okay. I don't think you're ready for the theme song. (laughs) Ready? Welcome back to Ugh, where it's just you, Gianna, and some headphones. But it's not. It's not just you and Gianna today. Because I have probably the most special guest that I will ever have on this podcast. And that is the one and only Eddie G. Here he is. (laughs) Dad, wow. Thanks for coming. My pleasure. I know it was really, really tough for you to fit this uh, recording into your schedule, so I appreciate you being here. Absolutely. Anything for my little Gigi. Thanks, Dad. All right, let's just dive right in. So, Dad. Yes. You're my dad. That's right. Like, my blood father. You made me, so thanks. And thanks for not getting rid of me either. I appreciate you. (laughs) No problem. Um, Dad, can you tell me a little bit about you and how you grew up? Uh, yeah, well, it wasn't, uh, it wasn't easy. You know, I was born in the Dominican Republic. Two weeks after I was born, I came to the United States. Uh, my mother happened to have me when she was very, very young. Um, my father was much older than my mother. And when we came to United States, they happened to separate, you know, when we, again, we, I was very, uh, I was very young. I was only two weeks at the time. And I think they separated when maybe I was about one, one or two. Mm-hmm. And I have a brother, your uncle David, as you know, and mm-hmm. a sister, sister Jennifer. Whom I did not know about until like a couple of years ago. Yes. Uh, that's there's, there's reasons behind that too. Mm-hmm. But so when, when, we, uh, when we were all here and my dad and mom happened to separate my mother didn't have a job nor did she speak english Mm -hmm. so to fast forward it was very difficult for a 15 17 year old girl to girl at the time my mother 17 years old to raise three kids i was the oldest at the time and there was uncle david and jennifer so we were forced and left with no choice but all three of us to go into foster homes. Mm-hmm. So, um, and it was only temporary until she can get things in order, you know. Um, again, you can picture a 17-year-old girl with three kids and no help. So I know what it's like in some manner because I can understand it more as I got older and that's why I always feel bad for my mother. And I, as you know, and everybody knows, I do nothing but help her. Mm-hmm. There's not a day goes by that uh, I probably don't get a call every other day for help. But I, I help anyway because I don't forget what she went through um, and nor what she had to do to raise us. But right. with that being said, so we ended up, we all ended up in foster homes. Then a few years into the foster homes, when my mother eventually um, 
got a job and, and got a little more situated, she took two out of the three kids back, which mm-hmm. were me and Uncle David. Mm-hmm. Jennifer remained in the foster home um, until she pretty much was old enough and off on her own. Mm-hmm. Um, there was a reason behind that too, which you know maybe a lot of people don't know or would understand, but in my mother's eyes and defense, it was easier for her to raise two boys than a boy and a girl. Well, then obviously she couldn't take all three of us. It was just, it was mathematically impossible. So mm-hmm. she made the decision to take the two boys, two out of three. And eventually her goal was to come back and get Jennifer. Time went by, things happened, so on and so forth. Jennifer never ended up back with us. So, uh, again, I I always understood why she made the decision she did. I don't think everybody understands or feels the same way. And I can't, I'm not going to get into how this one feels or that one feels or what was Mm -hmm. right or what was wrong. I can only tell you the story in, you know, firsthand and in the situation. Um, but that's pretty much a summary of how I grew up, you know, a start of it and so on and so forth and where I ended up, um, you know, and, and, and set the path to where I am today. That's, that was the base of it. And I mean, I, I love Nina. I love auntie Jen, obviously you uncle David, like it's, we have a great family, but it's just a little, like, I had a hard time because I didn't know that story up until, like, a couple of years ago, I think. Several years ago. But thankfully, we, we reunited with Auntie Jen, right? And we got to meet her and her kids, my cousins. So that was pretty cool. It's just a very interesting history. And a lot of people are like, oh, you're Dominican? Like, why don't you speak Spanish? <laughs> and then I have to be like, well, there's a there's a story. I don't feel like getting into it, but that's why. So, but yeah. yeah. And we visited Nina. We, we did. We did visit Nina. We surprised her. That's right. That we was a good that. time. Yeah, we went to the DR. What was it, three, four it was, years ago? No, it was actually, I think, uh, two and a half. Yeah, it was about three years ago. It was the end was, of my freshman year at Chapman. Yep, yep. So we flew there. And we didn't tell her with Uncle David, and we surprised her. And that was the first time we all went. That's right. But because we didn't speak Spanish, we met our whole side of the family, <laughs> and we were just like, hi, <laughs> that was it, hola. So, mind you, David and I went to the Dominican Republic a lot when we were little. Oh, really? Yeah. My mother took us there a lot. Uh, we, we hated it. <laughs> why? It's I don't know why. I, I think it was because of the way things were there at the time when I was little. Mm-hmm. Dirt roads, um, you know, shacks for houses. When you wanted milk, you had to go milk a cow and go through all that. And <laughs> Did you ever it, milk a cow? I never did, personally. <laughs> I, I whipped plenty of cows. Oh, I, my I really, God. I, whipped cow. I actually still have my whip, I think, uh, that my grandfather made for me when I was four i think i was four. Oh my um, god like nina's a, dad yes oh, okay. nina's dad he he was always like uh he he uh he he loved he loved uh my mother he loved her it's just crazy because like i know obviously mom's whole side of the family but our side i couldn't really give you a tree 
if I tried. So yeah, well, you're not the only one because I probably couldn't do it neither. But right, um, but that's how you grew up. That's yeah. and I feel like it set the foundation for how you live now. Would I be correct? It it definitely did, and you know, in good ways, maybe in bad ways. Um, but it did definitely set the foundation for how I do live now. Right. Because at, right now we're recording in my room, which is how big is this room? We're not even going to uh, sugarcoat it. Yeah, it's pretty big. It's a big room. <laughs> it's in the attic. Whenever you so want to trade rooms, uh, you know, feel take free. it. Go <laughs> ahead. Because, you know, I tell you I'm going to move out. We'll get into that. Yeah. But this room's big. We're in a beautiful home that you kind of built from scratch, basically. Did. And we're in a nice area. We, I think that we have it good. If, if I'm not um, gonna lie I, here, I definitely think we have it a little better than good. But yeah, a hundred percent, definitely have it good. So but nothing was, uh, nothing was handed to us or mm-hmm. to me or to anybody mm-hmm. around me. Mm-hmm. So going from dirt roads and whipping cows to this lovely home and your family, and your wife, and your kids, how, like, how, how did that happen? Can you, can you give us a little bit of a rundown? Well, for one, with a huge imagination when I was younger, (laughs) you know, and a lot of hope and uh, determination. Mm -hmm. I always wanted to have, um, Things that, let's just say, that I never had nor could have. So in order to have nice things and to want nice things and to have them and to get to that point, you have to, you have to work hard. No matter whatever you do in life, no matter what path you choose, no matter anything you, know, you, you decide, you have to apply yourself a hundred and twenty percent to whatever you decide to do. With that being said, there's there's always a good reward with that if you apply yourself. Mm-hmm. You know, which uh, I decided to do that. Um, you know, when I was when I was very younger, I, I was always I always had that mentality that I was a hustler. I was moving fast. I was a shaker and a baker, I guess you can say. <laughs> but yeah, I I was always very hungry and determined. Mm-hmm. So, and I feel like you passed that down to me. Well, I try. You did. I try. Because if you know me, you know that my ambitions are very up there. I mean, I went to college and I was like, I'm just going to take over Ellen DeGeneres's job. That's right. And everyone was like, okay, that's that's a little crazy. (laughs) But that's a good lesson that you taught me in this life too. Um, But I feel as though uh, growing up, again, going back into me beefing with other people, you remember when I went to high school, it was a brand new school, not in the town I grew up in. Yep. The first rumor that started about me was that you were in the mafia. (laughs) Yeah. And... That was really annoying to deal with. And it just kind of got this ball rolling that like anything Gianna gets is from her dad and she doesn't do anything. So I can definitely uh, 
share my opinion and thoughts about that. Yeah, we all have nice things. You know, I, I, I did contribute to, you know, if if you wanted something, if Liliana, Marcella, or anybody wanted something, yes, I definitely contributed to making sure that we always had things that I never had nor could ever imagine having. Mm-hmm. But in return, if I do recall, you were always an extremely good student, straight A student. Uh, I don't even think you've ever got anything less than an A. Very smart. Um, a hard worker yourself. Um, if I recall... Don't, it, don't you have like three or four jobs like at, at once? I did at a time. Okay. Right so, now it's right. M- mainly like one, but that's right. all day, every day of my life, you know? Right. But I think I think you average um, uh, dur- oh, over the summers coming home from, um, from college and during high school at minimum two jobs, if mm-hmm. I'm not mistaken. Mm-hmm. Right. Okay. So um, – I guess to make a long story short and get right to the point, no, I, you're not a spoiled kid. There's nothing that I've given you that you didn't deserve or earn it, you know? So there's a difference when someone sits home all day, has no job and is ungrateful and wants this, wants that, um, and you give it to them. I don't think I've ever given you anything. Probably you don't even know this or realize it without you earning it in some way, form, or another. So I'll just leave it at that, and maybe down the line, people will see that or can understand it, you know, where things and when they head into a certain direction that they're going to. Oh, thanks, Dad. Mm -hmm. I appreciate you saying that. Love you, too. And thank you for everything you have ever given me. And... I definitely can attest that you've given me a lot of things in this life. But again, like you said, it's not like I just sit around and do nothing. So That's correct. Um, now, speaking of sitting around, I live in this house again, which was built, this house. So I lived with mom. That's right. My whole life, pretty much. Yep. And Graham. Yep. And like, you, not like you weren't around. Like, you hung out with me all the time. You took me out all the time. We ended up, didn't we live in one house? We, we did. Me, we, you, and mom for like two uh, seconds? Yeah, for like a week. Um, <laughs> <laughs> we did. We did. Um, I was always on the go. I was always moving. I was always live here, live there, live here. Mm-hmm. And then there was a lot of times where I just wasn't around for for me to actually have you live with me permanently, you know? Mm-hmm. Not, um, but I did, as you know, and your mother will tell you, and especially your grandmother, I did make sure that you always had everything you needed, everything that I was supposed to do. It, it went without saying it was done. Mm-hmm. And, um, again, mom will tell you, you know, all this stuff. So, um, but yeah, that, that, that is true. We did live together for a little while. Mm-hmm. Um, and the places, when I did have my own place at times, I always had a room for you, believe it or not. <laughs> so, I Yeah, I remember. I, I, I like vaguely remember the house we lived in for like a week. Mm-hmm. But yeah, Graham, Graham especially, mom says it too, but Graham says it all the time. 
your father always gave you anything you needed. Auntie says it too. Everybody says it because it was just clear to see. And I hear it from grandma all the time because that's where I go when I run away from you (laughs) when we beef. So, Yeah. uh, yeah, let's talk a little bit about that. So now I live with you. For the first time in like, what, it was like 18, 20 years, basically. But I moved into the house Mm -hmm. and then I left for college five days later. So Corona, let's say March, was the first time we started living together, actually like 24-7 in the same house all the time. But I feel like we were beefing a little bit because, I mean, we beefed when I came home. There was like times where I came home for breaks And I was like, I'm just going to Graham's like I can't really deal with it because although I would say that you're probably like my BFF, but we beef all the time. Sometimes we don't see eye to eye. That's right. So why why do you think that is? When you beef with somebody, majority of the time, it's out of love. So you and I don't see eye to eye, but... The fact of the matter is you and I, you and I see eye to eye to identical. Right. <laughs> and that's, that's the fact of the matter. And that's the problem. Yeah. I believe me, you, you will, you don't have any idea how much I love that you are home sleeping every single night in this house. I may bother you and torture you to clean your room or do this or do that. I gave up on telling you to clean. I mean, I hired cleaners twice a week. So And that caused a fight because uh, I that hate That caused them. a fight because you don't like when they my cleaners clean your room. But again, um, not to drift off the main, main <laughs> subject, but you and I don't see eye to eye because we do see eye to eye to identical. And that's why you and I clash. So, mm. But it when I say clash and don't see eye to eye at the end of the day it's all out of love because there's nothing i wouldn't trade to have you stay living with me forever and i mean that the only time i ain't moving out then (laughs) i don't want you to move out yeah i tell you to move out and go to grams for 24 hours to cool off just because i want you to come back it's a good break and she feeds me really well she definitely does Mm -hmm. but you um the only time i really want to see you really really leave is and i know it's gonna happen you know one of these days is when you go off and land this huge 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 job and um and I'm going to look forward to that day, but at the same time, I'm going to be sad. But that's when I know you'll ultimately take care of me for the rest of my life. I and got I you. I take care of you. I always tell you, I'm going to get the, the real Air Eddie private <laughs> that's right. jet. That's right. And, <laughs> and I know you are. you're going to get the house. So I know you are. And Liliana, Marcella, Lucia, I'm going to spoil them. They'll that's pay right. for their college. That's right. Fingers crossed, though. <laughs> we'll see. You that's why have, we're here doing this podcast. You don't have to cross your fingers. It's coming. You just continue doing what you do and you keep working hard and don't don't shoot for the stars. Shoot for the moon. Mm. Everything you do, like I tell you, don't settle just to settle. Go above and beyond. You know, even when you get turned down and doors close and no people don't email you back and we're not hiring right now at the time. Don't take no for an answer because 
in my world, there is no such thing as no. Right. Because when there's a will, there's a way. And I'll never take no for an answer, as you have seen since you were little. Yeah, that's a huge thing I learned from you, too. Yeah. The only example I can think of right now is when I didn't remember my laptop broke. Right that's after right. I got it. That, that was, and that, you were like, I'm not getting you another one. That's right. And I did that on purpose, too. You don't know that till this day. But, I mean, you you can, uh, you, you won the battle, right? Uh, yeah, it was a two-week battle with Apple. But you won the battle. And I won. They gave that's me right. That's laptop. right. And no one really beats Apple, so. No one beats that's Apple. Right. And I fought tooth and nail for weeks. And that's I was right. like, I am not Taking no for an answer. That's, That's right. like my favorite lesson I learned from you, I think. Because it's going to take me, hopefully, where I need well, to be. There like was you said. a reason I told you to keep fighting. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so. Exactly. Um, Dad, I feel like the biggest thing that I learned from you in this life was to be friends with everybody. That's absolutely true and very, very important. I don't think you understand how important it is, but I tell you all the time, you'll see later down the line how it does come back to help you not haunt you right because I remember when I was younger I would be beefing with my friends and I'd be like I'm never talking to them again and you would call their parents or just like invite them over and I was like why if I recall they were always beefing with you and you (laughs) and I was always trying to teach you to always be the better you know what I mean yeah so that's pretty much uh it's very important, you know, and, and again, you'll, you'll see it more as you get older, especially later in life. You know? Right. And I was just, I was thinking like, I feel like a lot of the connections that you have have helped me in this life. And I personally have made my own connections that have helped me. And I learned that from you. Um, so dad, I know you, I don't think you've listened to this podcast before. I never have, but I could tell you one thing. Mm-hmm. I've heard about it from many, many people. <laughs> really? I have. Interesting. I Cause have. you don't have Instagram either. I don't have Instagram neither, but I don't, again, I don't have to have it because there's thousands and thousands of people that report your Instagram to me all the time in a positive way. Yeah. In a positive way. I hear it all day, every day. Great. And my, and TikTok, that's a new thing that you're, you don't have, but you're hearing about. (laughs) I'm hearing that one more than ever. Oh yeah. I don't, I don't really know how that happened, but that's a thing now. Mm -hmm. Um, but you have no social media. So basically this podcast is called, Ugh, right? Yep. It's about like, the bad things that happened to me, the annoying situations, the this, that. I told the story of when we got in the fight, um, when I put the Celsius, remember, you know my energy drink I drink in the morning? Yeah. Remember I put it on the table, yep. and then they left the thing, and then you got mad, and then something, it just like was one thing after another. That's right. And then we were supposed to go to New York the next day, yep. and I was like, I'm not going, and then I went, obviously. <laughs> we had a good time. But I told That's that right. story, so it's just like little things like that, and then I talk about what I learned from them. Good. So, um, what's like a big moment in your life, like maybe one moment that you learned a lot? Uh, I know there may be a lot. There's a, there, there is a lot. And, it, you know, one of, one of the ones that really sticks out is, uh, I guess during this depressing time i would call it you know um back back in march march or april when you know when the pandemic hit and the lockdown came and 
the world basically just stopped. Mm -hmm. I realized that something and things can just get taken away from you in a split second. Like before, before you know it, like I, I just remember, I remember it was kind of very, it was a very tough challenge in time. I don't really want to get into like too many details about it. I can just tell you that I realized that when times are tough, you really, really need to stick together with friends and, and more importantly, your family. Because at the end of the day, that's really all you have to fall back on when things are really, really tough. You know, and, and, and back in March and April, those were probably one of the toughest times in my life. I agree. You know, uh, and in everybody's life. I mean, but not only was it tough for me personally, but it was tough for me personally to see some of the ones I love go through a tough time, including yourself. Like yeah. it broke my heart to see how you had to come home from college. Right. It broke my heart to see you in the house every single day and nothing was going on. And, you know, it's supposed to be like, um, it's supposed to be a time in your life and, and not just you, Gianna, just all, all the, all the kids your age. And I say this all the time. Mm -hmm. I really felt for the, for the kids at your age, you know, a, a time where you come out of school and life's supposed to start to another level, to a, right. to a high level, like not just an average level. You graduate high school. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're going to get ready to go off to college, repeat the same thing, you know, just, just at a, a little bit more. But when you graduate college, you make that accomplishment and to, to go through what you and everybody that graduated at the same time as you, I really, really felt bad. And I still now feel bad for, for your age group. Yeah. You know? And I know, I know a lot of uh, my friend's daughters and, and, and other girls that I know that, that, that are dealing or have dealt with this and in times are still very much challenging. So for you to continue to be able to work and get these little side gigs or whatever you can do, you should consider yourself lucky. Because yeah, there I are a lot do. of people I know that don't even have jobs still mm -hmm. and that are out of school, have college debt, you know, and um, and, and so on. But the, that's that was one very challenging, tough time that I don't even want to think about it because it really right. it bothers me. And I don't even like talking about it. So I really don't want to get into it. But that yeah. was one of the most toughest times that I, I really dealt with in a long time. Right. And I agree. Like, we don't have to dive into it because I even said, like, I don't want to sit here and reflect on 2020 because it was the worst year of everyone's life for everybody. By far. But I agree. Like, I, it was, I felt like when I had to come back here, of course, I was, like, happy to come back and see you guys. But being ripped out of, you know how much I loved college. Oh, and I had so much going for me, I like know. senior yeah. year, my friends, blah, 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 whatever, that whole thing. Mm -hmm. But coming back here was like the equivalent of like a heartbreak. Like I felt like I lost something. 
And you know me, I'm like, I can't lose things. That's right. So I just, it was, it definitely was a lesson learned to be grateful for everything you have in the moment too. Like I'm, I'm learning not to be like, what am I doing next week? I need to do this and stress in the moment. I just need to sit here and be like, look at, I'm in my room with my dad recording a podcast. <laughs> like I can't be thinking. So that's what I learned from that. And I also feel like it was challenging because we've never struggled like mentally. Like I feel like a lot of people have anxiety and stuff and we're lucky enough to not have experienced that. But I feel as though March and April, like I started to become very down in the dumps and anxious and depressed and sad. And that was hard to deal with. I I know I did notice that and that, that, that reflects and leads to basically, you know, some when you asked me what was some of the most challenging times and that and that was it. You know, it's not again, I'm not just talking about me, you know, personally uh, and mentally what I was dealing with, because it, it was it, I, I'll never forget the, what what I was going through. So as a father, when you're sitting there dealing with stuff personally and then you see it around you and see the ones you love going through what they're going through it it's triple and quadruple stress on me personally so right but um things are different um now it's still a terrible time i don't care what anybody Mm -hmm. says it's still the worst of the worst right Um, but we've adapted we've definitely adapted and i've definitely I've definitely capitalized on negative situations and I, you know, I, uh, I dealt with, um, a lot of, uh, negative situations and they did affect me, uh, mentally and financially. Um, but for the time being, like I said, I, you know, I've changed, I've changed that pretty fast. So, um, and things are only going to get better because they can't get any worse. I don't care what anyone tells you. They can't get any worse. So, And if you survived this and kept a straight, level head at times like that, there's probably nothing in the world you can't do. Uh, and, and that's my opinion. You know, you keep it together and you keep you keep shooting and shooting for the moon, not the stars, and you keep fighting no matter what, something's going to break. Wow. Look at that. The best advice I could ever hear. But you're so right. You really are. If, if we can get through this, then like th- whatever comes next is going to be a breeze. So as much as I say I want to move out and I hate this house. I don't listen to and I, I hate stuff. my I, life. I know. And blah, blah, blah. I, 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 I love you. I appreciate well, you. I love you too. And Thanks, you know Dad. That. Anything else you want to say to the people? I feel like we need you on a part two because there's so much. You have so many stories. Uh, this I feel is actually like. this is actually pretty interesting and uh, it's pretty nice here. I uh, I admire your setup over here. You Thank know, there's you. Been a couple of times where I come upstairs in your room to check on the cleaners and I'm like, wow. I'm like, she's got a pretty big time setup over there. <laughs> and know? I never knew you had any of this stuff. I don't. You know me. I'm I'm in my own world all the time and not enough hours in the day. And but. Uh, yeah. I, I was really, really impressed with what you have here, what you have going, and from what I hear, because I hear so much about you, and I'm just so honored to be your father. Thanks, Dad. Thank you. 
that means a lot. It really does. I try to work hard. I really do. And again, all the lessons that we talked about today that I learned from you are going to get me where I need to be. Well, so don't think it doesn't go unnoticed. And more importantly, don't think you won't be rewarded someday. Because rem- remember, you work, you get back just as much as you put into anything you do. That's all you got to remember all the time. No matter what, you'll get back more than what you put into something. Just keep working. Don't take no for an answer, no matter what. Mm-hmm. Everyone hear that? Lessons <laughs> from Eddie G. Well, thank you for coming. Thank you for having me. I'd oh. love to come back. <laughs> come back. I'm sure the people are going to want will. you. Definitely. Now I got to play my outro song. Are you ready for Let's this go. One? Let's go. Hopefully I push Let's the right go. button. I would say follow you on social media, but you don't have any. So if you want to find Eddie G, just send me a message. Or you can join me on Snapchat. Yeah, <laughs> I'm on Snapchat once in a while. Oh, thanks for coming, Dad. Thank you for having me.